Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to Wisdom Within. We are the podcast that focuses on the 25% of the global population who live with some form of mental health condition and the rest of the population who care very much about them. So we are here today to work on our awareness episode, and we look forward to having you join us for that. Uh, We're going to cover some basics in mental health awareness, um, some different thoughts for you to consider as you move forward uh, in your own process of recovery or in supporting someone else who is going through that process. So welcome to the show. Uh, We're excited to be available to you now across a multitude of platforms. Uh, There are still a few more in the works, but uh, we have our home on Anchor FM, and then uh, we are distributed to a multitude of other podcast platforms. So you should be able to find us uh, on your favorite, and uh, hope that you will check around the different episodes we have available lot of good information and tips and tools there for uh, just about every question you might have at some point or another. Uh, At least we're trying to to help be that for you so you don't have to do all the search work yourself but uh, find some support and some uh, positive awareness guidance uh, here at Wisdom Within. So this presentation today on awareness, it is designed to provide open discussion and learning in a non-threatening and hopefully easily understood format. I am certified by New York State as a peer support specialist in mental health. Uh, Folks like me are, are required to have lived experience with mental health diagnosis and be willing to disclose and discuss those experiences, uh, as well as lived experience within the mental health system. We're required to be in recovery and to work or volunteer in peer support activities and uh, achieve and maintain certification through core education, ongoing coursework, and other programming relative to the field. I will share with you that I was diagnosed in 2010 with post-traumatic stress disorder major depressive disorder, and general anxiety disorder. Uh, Only being diagnosed as an adult, uh, the issues, however, that led to my diagnoses did begin in early childhood and have been lifelong. Uh, Prior to the severity of my illness, I raised a family, uh, own a home, and worked for a local university. I am now impassioned to help others similarly impacted by mental illness, uh, by sharing knowledge that I've gained during recovery, um, general awareness and support to you, our listeners, and to be of help to the greater community in trying to venture past the confinements of stigma that are so strongly attached to mental illness. Now, mental health awareness is truly valuable for everyone because mental illness can affect anyone. Whether you know it or not, we all know someone with a mental health issue. One in four people live with a mental health condition. Unfortunately, 70% of those folks go untreated. 
either because of inavailability of care or stigma or other significant life barriers. Uh, the goal in our episode today um, is intended to, we intend to uh, increase understanding and hopefully provide good information about a topic that most folks generally do not discuss. It's normal for people to have some fear of what they do not understand. And that fear can help to enhance stigma. Uh, so we make every effort here at Wisdom Within to raise awareness. And simply by raising awareness, the hope is that we are helping to reduce that fear and stigma. That we are breaking down some of those barriers and hopefully instilling some hope for a positive future. Um, we hope also that those who have a newly raised awareness about mental health can then take it forward into their community, either in special projects or in just day-to-day -day interaction in life. Everyone can make a difference. We want to welcome you back from the break. Uh, welcome back to Wisdom Within and our awareness episode. We're going to entitle this section of the episode, The Mythbusters Section. Um, myths relating to uh, mental health conditions uh, that may have arisen due to misinformation or stigma that has resulted over time, uh, misconceptions about mental illness itself and folks who live with it. Uh, we're going to start off uh, pretty simplistically here by telling you that mental illness is not contagious. You can't catch it from me. I can't hand it to you. You can't get it from me or from anyone else who is living with uh, a mental health condition. Um, I have to put the caveat there that like some other illnesses, some forms of mental illness are uh, possibly uh, linked genetically. In other words, it can be something that there's a history of in a person's family or their gene pool, but it does not mean that just because that possibility exists that you are going to get the disease or the illness or whatever it is. It's just a possibility, um, and it's only with some types of illness, either mental or physical, um, but it's important to give that possible consideration as well. We know that mental illness and physical illness, illness can be related sometimes. We talked about that in uh, another episode as well, but we try to remind you of that in every episode, uh, that uh, there are specific links between mental wellness and physical wellness. Um, so it's important to keep in mind, uh, taking care of your health and well-being, staying hydrated, getting enough sleep. These are all things that really matter uh, for both the physical and mental side of wellness. Uh, I'd refer you to our uh, resources episode and our wellness toolkit episode for more information on those topics. Um, we want to talk about uh, a comparison, so to speak, um, living with a physical condition and living with a mental health condition. 
For instance, a person with asthma or diabetes can certainly work and maintain a, a profession. Uh, they just have to take care of themselves appropriately for their condition. Similarly, a person with a mental health condition can also work at a job and have a profession. They just also need to be sure to take care of themselves appropriately for their condition. In either case, if a person is not well enough to work, uh, their doctor may take them out of work for a period of time until they are well enough to return. And that makes perfect sense. Um, and there have been many amazing people who have lived with mental health conditions and still made fantastic contributions in this world. I have a list currently of over 300 famous names uh, and what they're uh, what they lived with. But here are just a few for your consideration. I know we've talked about some some folks like this in another episode, but for purposes of this episode, we're just going to give a, a few uh, uh, examples. Uh, consider Abraham Lincoln, our 16th president, um, got us through the Civil War. Uh, he lived with depression for most of his life. Uh, Mark Twain, uh, the author of Tom Sawyer, Huckleberry Finn, and many other writings. He was also uh, someone who lived with depression for a great deal of his journey. Vincent van Gogh, the famous painter, uh, was someone who lived with bipolar disorder. Uh, Winston Churchill, who was British Prime Minister during World War II, another person who lived with bipolar disorder. Uh, the American ast astronaut Buzz Aldrin, another bipolar disorder survivor. Uh, Adam Levine, singer of lead singer of Maroon 5, they just did the Super Bowl. He lives with ADHD. Uh, the author of the Harry Potter series, J.K. Rowling, uh, has lived with depression for a lot of her life. Uh, the Olympic swimmer, Michael Phelps, uh, lives with ADHD. Um, so these are just to say... You can still go out and accomplish great things. Uh, don't ever let a physical health diagnosis or a mental health diagnosis keep you from accomplishing great things. Uh, you can get there and with the right treatment and supports and awareness and understandings, you can accomplish any good thing you set your mind to. Um, for comparison's sake, I will tell you that mental illness is twice as common as the common cold. So really, how common is that? Um, one in four people may be diagnosed with a mental health condition in their lifetime. It doesn't mean that you'll ever know by looking at them uh, or talking to them that they have such a condition. Alternatively, you know darn well if somebody's got a cold and you do your best to avoid getting those germs. So, on the upside, we aren't contagious. We are less contagious than the common cold. Much less. Uh, so, <clears throat> I will tell you that it is also very true that some people absolutely do not believe in the concept of mental illness. They perhaps think someone may just be in a bad mood and they should be able to snap out of it. Or uh, someone who's... Uh, plagued by uh, traumatic memory and so forth and may really be struggling with that. Uh, people ha will say, can't you just let that go? What's the problem? What's the matter with you? 
Um, you should have gotten over that a long time ago. It's very disheartening. It's very debilitating. It's very hurtful to have um, your truth so easily negated uh, or stepped on or cast aside or mocked or made fun of. Uh, so uh, in talking about awareness, that's a really important point to make. To prejudge someone based on what you don't know is always a mistake. Uh, so I encourage you um, to learn what you can. We appreciate you being here for this episode and talking about awareness with us. Um, and it's also important to know that even though so many people live with mental health conditions, 70% of those folks do not seek treatment. For many of them, it's because of a fear or stigma around the idea of actually having a mental health problem. It's also important to know that those who seek treatment generally do recover and go on to live productive and positive lives. So that's key, not just in recognizing the issue, but in seeking the treatment. A hundred years ago, doctors didn't know enough about the brain uh, to really understand mental illness. Today, though, science and technology have led to such amazing research and discoveries in all fields of health, including mental health. And we just know so much more about the brain now and how it works than we did so, so long ago. Uh, new science is emerging every day, and scientists may not have all the answers yet, but they will keep on working to understand more about our minds and bodies and to help people with all manner of health problems. And we count on that. We'll be right back with our next segment in just a moment. So welcome back. And we want to continue now since we've been talking about uh, what doctors have learned about the brain and mental illness and so forth. I think it's important that we take a look at the brain itself and its role in mental health. Um, we look at the brain as the director of our bodies. Uh, so before we think about the problems that occur in the brain when someone has a mental illness, it's helpful, I think, uh, if we look at how the brain functions normally. So the brain is an incredibly complex organ, and it only makes up 2% of our total body weight, but it uses 20% of the oxygen we breathe and 20% of the energy we take in. It controls virtually everything we as humans experience, uh, including movement, sensing our environment, regulating our body processes like breathing and our, our emotions, hundreds of thousands of chemical reactions occur every second in the brain. And those reactions underlie the thoughts and actions and behaviors with which we respond to what happens around us. So in short, the brain dictates the internal processes and behaviors that allow us to survive. As far as the brain itself, it has a, uh, a, a bunch of complex parts, uh, but we're going to just kind of break it down uh, simply in layman's terms to talk about what the different parts are involved with. 
so if you look at your brain uh, or a diagram of your brain, it's kind of like a big cauliflower uh, that has a uh, that has two sides, two parts connected uh, in the lower portion by uh, another piece, and then another uh, part that goes down to your spinal cord, spinal cord, uh, from your brain directly to your spinal cord. So let's talk about these different parts. Your cerebral cortex is the area that's involved in thought, voluntary movement, like raising your hand, uh, your language, uh, your problem-solving ability, and perception, <clears throat> like visually, be, being able to see and so forth. The cerebellum, uh, this area is involved in involuntary movement. Uh, so a movement you make without thinking about it first, like your balance or your posture. The brainstem, uh, which goes down to your spinal cord, uh, controls your basic functions, uh, breathing, swallowing, and heartbeat. Uh, damage to that can be fatal. Um, so that's a, they're all, they all work together as, a, as an amazing machine. Uh, but that is a, a vital, vital uh, part. You know, there can be other injuries to other areas of your brain that you can survive and recover from, um, but uh, damage to the brainstem uh, is uh, uh, very much the other end of that spectrum. Okay, so our thalamus uh, processes information that we bring in through our five senses and our movements. Uh, the hippocampus region is involved in learning and memory. The basal ganglia uh, is involved in our movement. Our midbrain uh, focuses on vision, hearing, and eye movement. Uh, the corpus callosum is the piece that connects the right and left hemispheres. Uh, and uh, we have nerves that run through that and connect the two sides and the capabilities on both sides. And then the hypothalamus uh, which is involved in hunger, body temperature, thirst, and our circadian rhythms, our sleep rhythms. Um, so if you notice, several of these areas seem to be involved in similar functions, and that's because human functions require multiple systems to work together. And how do they work together? They talk to each other. They communicate uh, through these uh, cell superhighways that we have in our brains that transmit information. So how does the brain uh, take in all this information and process it and cause a response? The basic functional unit of the brain is the neuron. A neuron is a specialized cell that can produce different actions because of its precise connections with other specialized cells and sensory receptors and muscle cells. Uh, neurons communicate using both electrical signals and chemical messages. The chemical messengers are referred to as neurotransmitters. Uh, a neurotransmitter is formed in the body of a cell itself and travels uh, through uh, what's called the axon to the presynaptic terminal, uh, and then it is released, and then it is taken up 
by uh, the next neuron. Um, so in terms of mental illness, acetylcholine, serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine are the neurotransmitters thought to play the most significant role. So what happens if there's a miscommunication? When the neurons are not communicating effectively with each other, either due to a brain injury like a concussion or an accident, um, or possibly abnormal neurons in certain parts of the brain might be in play, or possibly too much or too little of certain of those neurotransmitters we talked about. Um, these can all result in neurological or psych psychiatric issues. So when someone is prescribed medication for a mental illness, it's usually because uh, their serotonin or their dopamine or their norepinephrine levels are not um, in balance or not where they need to be. And so the role of the medication is to help the neurons in our brains transmit things effectively, uh, to even out the balance of certain chemicals that, in our, that are in our brains, these chemical messengers. Um, so a lot of times uh, that's what the actual medications do and help us to function normally. Whereas some folks think of uh, medication towards mental illness as, well, that's just going to make you a zombie or you're not going to be able to function if you take that stuff. What the truth of the matter is, um, is that a lot of these types of uh, medications utilized uh, towards mental wellness um, are to balance the chemicals in our brain that we are, for, for whatever reason, unable to bring into balance on our own. So vitally important medication can be. There are other things that can um, help release these chemicals, you know, things like laughter um, and, and sleep and uh, uh, all of these, uh, all of these things come into play. Um, but uh, laughter specifically releases the feel-good chemicals in your brain that just physiologically make you feel better, um, make you feel uh, calmer, uh, in general, just a better sense of well-being. So uh, if you have too much or too little of these certain neurotransmitters, the result can be some type of disorder. Now, if we look at something like a concussion, uh, that can cause memory loss, confusion, maybe some blurred vision. Uh, Alzheimer's patients have both structural abnormalities in their brains and too little of the transmitter of the neurotransmitter uh, acetylcholine. Depressive symptoms can be related to too little serotonin being available in the cells and bipolar symptoms um, are actually related to several different neurotransmitters. <clears throat> there are some great resources that you can look into to help with the awareness process. Um, things that you might want to look at for yourself. There's a free brain structure app for iPhone, iPad, and Android products. Um, 
look for the search term 3D Brain, uh, and you can find some great apps uh, towards better understanding of that. Um, there's a resource uh, uh, in Neuroscience for Kids. Uh, it's an excellent site maintained by a professor at a professor at uh, the University of Washington. Lots of activities, lots of hands-on stuff. Uh, so that's a great site. Again, that's Neuroscience for Kids uh, at, through Washington.edu. Uh, and then uh, there's a kidshealth.org site uh, that has very basic information about the brain. And if you use the search function, you can find uh, information about mental illness common in children. Uh, the National Alliance on Mental Illness uh, who, is uh, who is dedicated to building better lives through awareness and services, treatment, support, and research uh, for the millions affected by mental illness. On their website, you can find great information uh, about the prevalence of mental illness, as well as information about stigma. Um, you can visit the local NAMI chapter near you. You may be able to find a person uh, who could come speak to a group if you are uh, in the workplace and or, or some other group that you would like to have a speaker for. Uh, and you can contact those fine folks through NAMI.org. That's N-A-M-I dot O-R-G. Uh, Ending the Silence is a NAMI campaign uh, to increase awareness of mental illness signs and symptoms among teens. Uh, you can look that up at EndingTheSilence.org. Uh, Breaking the Silence is a school lesson plan developed by a parent of a child with mental illness, and it is endorsed by NAMI, and you can find that at btslessonplans.org. So BTS, Bob, Thomas, Sam, btslessonplans.org. Uh, the National Institutes of Health and the National Institute of mental health, uh, do tax-supported research and education. Uh, the first link, uh, if you go to um, uh, the science of mental illness, uh, is for middle schoolers. And a second link is a presentation of brain basics. And the third is a high school lesson plan, uh, making sense of mental health past and present. So I strongly encourage you to uh, look at National Institutes of Health and National Institute of Mental Health, which is nimh.gov. Uh, um, there are uh, topic lists uh, containing content approved by medical review boards about mental health, mental illness, and celebrities uh, with mental illness. Uh, you can go to about.com forward slash health and search those. Um, there are uh, specifically written for teens information on mental health issues including anxiety, depression, and eating disorders at kidshealth.org forward slash teen forward slash your mind. Uh, mental Health America, another support and advocacy group, works to promote mental wellness Information about specific illnesses is available on their site at mentalhealthamerica.net. Um, 
There are some great TED Talks. Uh, a lot of folks love the TED Talks. We're fans here. Uh, there are TED Talks by uh, folks that are affected by mental illness and yet are successful in life. Uh, we have uh, we had one that we saw recently, Ellen Sachs, a successful law scholar who has schizophrenia. <clears throat> Temple Grandin is a famous animal expert with autism. Uh, so go ahead to uh, uh, www.ted.com playlists, forward slash playlists, and uh, you can find all sorts of uh, great conversations. Um, there's another uh, organization, uh, national campaign actually called Half of Us, which raises awareness about the prevalence of mental health issues on college campuses and connects students to good resources to get help. There are videos uh, that you can find from contemporary rock stars, actresses, etc., who speak about their ex their experience. Uh, you can find that on www.halfofus.com. Uh, uh, there are community support and advocacy organizations uh, in just about every area of the country, and we encourage you to look into what might be available for you or someone you care about or uh, for your your specific group. Uh, we urge you to uh, do the research, look at um, the different awareness uh, tools that are available, and of course, we invite you to visit us at wisdomwithinweb.com. Uh, you can check out our resource links page or our wellness toolkit page. Uh, both of those have some great links to resources for you. So hopefully we've given you some good starting points today in our awareness episode. Things that you might not have considered before, things for you to maybe take a look at uh, or investigate further. There are great resources out there. Uh, we've shared some of those with you. If you have other resources to share, we're certainly happy to hear about those. Uh, if it's something that we can put forward to share with our listeners, we certainly are willing to do that. Uh, we hope that you will continue to check in with us for new episodes and to uh, review some of the other episodes that are available here at Wisdom Within, uh, the Wisdom Within podcast. We encourage you to uh, contact us with your your suggestions, your commentary, your yays, your nays, suggestions for topics, uh, suggestions for folks to be interviewed. Uh, we are able through the Anchor app that we utilize to create our podcast. Uh, we're able to have folks join us remotely from their phone. So we're able to conduct recorded interviews in that method. And um, we are working on some of those as we speak uh, and hope to get those published soon. Uh, but if there is someone that you think would be a great fit to have a chat with us on Wisdom Within, we'd be more than glad to receive those suggestions. Hope, hope you'll feel free to reach out to us either through 
uh, here on the webcast. If you download the Anchor FM app, you're able to leave voice messages directly to us. Uh, Some of your comments can actually be used uh, in a future podcast. Uh, if that's something that uh, thinks that we think might be a benefit to other folks. Um, so we appreciate any suggestions that you might have, and we're happy to hear from you at any time. Again, either directly on the podcast, on the show site, to leave a voicemail message. You can tweet us at Kathleen Sirline uh, or at Wisdom Within. And we will look forward to hearing from you. We look forward to you joining us again for another episode. And as always, we are thankful that you're with us. We're thankful to have you join in. We appreciate your taking the time and hope that you will share us with anyone you feel could be benefited um, by the podcast or the website or the work that we try to do. Thanks again for being here. We'll look forward to talking with you again very soon. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.